You ready? Let's do it. Hit it. Hit it, Jimmy. Tell me when. Every episode, longer, longer, longer. Longer, longer, longer. All right, here we go. One, two. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of King of the Court. We are joined with Jimmy Miller, who has quickly grown to stardom. I don't know about that. And I am your host, Tyler Lung. Um, We have a busy day today. We do. We got a lot to talk about. But first, we have some exciting, exciting news. Do you know what that is, Jimmy? We got a new sponsor. We have an elevated sponsor. elevated sponsor. Yeah. Yes. So this is The Pickler, who also owns The Pickler Shop. They have decided to come in as title sponsor. So that's big news for us because that is allowing us to produce a little bit more of these shows, um, make these episodes a little bit more spicy, just a little bit better produced, and kind of um, talk about Pickler a little bit more. Yeah, I'm excited. Pickler's great. You know, we're both big fans. We obviously play at The Pickler. We shop at The Pickler Shop. Um, so yeah, it's huge. I mean, I'm pumped. Really appreciate their support and for being the title sponsor of this podcast. They have given us a special code that we can share with you guys to help save yourselves a little bit more money um, when purchasing for pickleball paddles, equipment, bags, whatever it might be. Use code KOTC at checkout and you're going to uh, save a little bit of money and support us and them. So yeah. if you want to help us or just save yourself some money, check it out. What's our next sponsor? Next, we're going Crown. Crown Pickleball. Crown Pickleball. Rocking the hat today. What are you wearing, Jimmy? Thanks to Crown for sending us the, the trucker hats. Kind of sick, right? They, they also that. sent us a bunch of other uh, swag, I guess you can call some it. Some swag, Some yeah. towels, some, yeah. some other stuff that we're going to be probably handing out every once in a while. Yeah, but these hats are pretty sick, honestly. Go check them out. So, bad. yeah, Crown Pickleball, they make this awesome ball. We've been using it the past, what, three, four weeks or yeah. so. We haven't broken any yet. Uh, we like using it. They're cheap, yeah. cheaper than most other balls, um, and they don't break. So yeah. check them out. Use code KOTC at checkout at crownpickleball.com. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? What three for eight ninety nine? Three for eight ninety nine with free shipping if you use our code free KOTC. Shipping. You can't beat that, honestly. Actually, you probably could with well, price, but not well, for terms of overall. Yeah, price quality. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. Next, uh, we'd like to give a big shout out to Modballs. Modballs, these are actually the last two that I have at this current time. So I'm going to have to order some more, get some more from Modballs. Um, they're incredible. They give you fuel. We talk about them every show. Why have you not gotten your Modballs yet? Uh, use code KOTC. We got a special code yeah, now. KOTC. KOTC. Um, yeah, it's great little snack for you to snack on throughout the day when you're playing in pickleball, basketball, soccer, whatever it might be. If you need a little boost, um, eat them. They're great. Love mild balls. Big fan. And then the last one is Vulcan pickleball. Yeah. I've been sponsored and using Vulcan for what? Three, four years or so. Great products. Uh, they have really good bags. That's Maybe one of their most popular items, their V Pro backpack. That V Pro backpack, I promise you, it's the best looking backpack on the market. 
Jimmy just went to New York. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. And he had, he had that backpack with him yeah, everywhere. I took it with me. We went to the St. Regis hotel, very expensive. And here was Jimmy walking around with his V pro backpack Listen, in the St. Regis. Just trying to act like I belong. I didn't look like I belonged, but I acted like it. Anyways, if you want to check out any of their products, use code K O T C at checkout for a discount on your order. Wow. Where do we begin? Well, first let's, let's, we got there Tuesday night, right? Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon. Um, Richie came over to the hotel when we got in, we went and sat down, we discussed our draft strategy. And then we actually went out to dinner Mm -hmm. with Richie and the owners of the breakers Mm -hmm. and some other players as well. And some other players. And, and so again, nobody's safe on King of the court. Yeah. And so a lot of these players walked in, right? And a lot of these players are players that Jimmy has talked about, good or bad, in the past. Yeah. I mean, we, we can say, I mean, Rafa, Fed, Pablo was there, Connor Garnett was there, Vivian Glosman, Dominique Schaefer. Yeah. There was a long list of players, Zach Taylor. Um, and they walk in, and you know, I, you know I love Rafa's sunglasses on the hat. And he walks right up to me. And Larry looks right at me and I was, and you know, I, I don't know if anybody knows who I am. Let's be real. And You're he, still nobody. I'm still a nobody. And Rafa says, love your shit, dude. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely love your pod. And yeah, dude, we had a great dinner with all these players sat down. Vivian Glosman at one point looked over at me and just said, thank you for hyping me up for premiere. She's like, it actually made me emotional because somebody believed in me and she ended up getting drafted premiere. So I feel like she owes a little bit of that to us. Um, but I will say this, true to Jimmy Miller fashion at that dinner, I did ask Rafa why he wears sunglasses on his hat indoors. And what did he say? He said, I got to pay the bills. So my guess is it's a sponsorship for those sunglasses. And so he's wearing those sunglasses at all times because it's one of his sponsors. Which one is it? I don't know. Maui Jim? I don't know. I have no idea. Oakley? Oakley? Maui, Jim. Maui Jim? I have no idea. Uh-huh. But that's what he said. So, Yeah. Also, one other thing that Rafa said is he said, why does everyone bash on my Adidas paddle? It's good. He said, it's good, and I'm getting a new one, and it's going to be even better. So there you go. Look out for Adidas coming out with a new paddle. All righty. From the mouth of Rafa. So, yeah, so then the next day, MLP draft. While you walk in, Tyler and I, and who was the first person we saw? I think there was a couple, but one of them that I saw was one of these higher ranking officials with uh, this organization that we were talking about. And um, I said hi to, hi to this person, but this other person looked at you and gave you a dirty look. Absolutely stared at me and literally wanted no part of me. Okay. <laughs> she looked at me. And, and Jimmy ran away like a little oh, baby. I didn't even know who she was. I'll be real. Like <laughs> if I'm a nobody, I mean, other than to maybe the MLP, she, yeah. So I just walked right past her. I didn't know who she was. But then we see Steve Kuhn. Mm-hmm. And Steve walks right up. And he's big smile. I mean, that dude never stops smiling. <laughs> and, he, lo- he loves to talk. And he, yeah, he was pumped. He was like, Jimmy, I feel like I've never, I, I feel like I know you, but I've never actually met you. Yeah. You know, and then we sat down with Zane and Thomas and we did the live stream. So if you haven't watched that live stream yet, it's worth a rewatch. The production quality was awful though, right? Production quality wasn't great because there were some issues, but they did they did their best. Um, some Karen got on there and was like, "This is such a freaking this is horrible. It's a mom and pop shop, and Thomas wasn't having it." <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, we live streamed the first round. We got to watch the draft. You know, we got to talk to, I mean, like I said, Brooks Wiley was there and Cameron Blackwood and, you know, Dave Fleming even came over and, you know, talked to me for a little bit. And it was kind of surreal. It was surreal one that these people even cared. So real quick, let's, let's kind of fast forward a little bit. This is all good, but kind of give us a setting of how the setup was like a... Yeah, so, so they had they had every team, all 12 teams had and this is at New York in Central in Park at City Pickle. At City Pickle, yep. So so there's all the pickleball courts, and then every team has a tent. Yep. So they had 12 tents in 12 a row tents, right yep. next to each other. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right next to each other. And then what they did was for the first round, they would come over with the camera. Um, Cameron would come over, that she would give you Cameron and a camera. And she would give you a sheet and you would write down your pick and then they would obviously announce the pick and then they would have you, um, they'd basically have you like do a short little interview. Mm-hmm. And so they're having the owners do the interviews right there. Um, like I said, people are playing pickleball on yeah. the courts, which was kind of rad. It kind of made it remind a little bit of tennis sucks though, as everyone's trying to, and that's all you hear. But anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're they so then they would announce their picks, and then the rounds two through four they weren't doing interviews, and so what they would do is they would just send their picks via WhatsApp or text message. Um, but the production was amazing. I mean, it was it was a big deal. You had two minutes between picks. Plenty of people went over that. Um, it was did not lack drama at all, which is always amazing. So yeah, well, well, let's while we're there, we'll stop at that point. Let's go to let's go to the picks for a sec. Let's yeah, go let's get into the teams because most of the people listening they know the setup. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's let's go through the picks. We're going to go through Premier first, yeah. and then depending on how much time we have left, we'll yeah. maybe we'll do a so, whole separate pod for. So a there were some rumors that the slice were not going to take Ben. Yes, there at were, the last minute. At the last minute. Now yeah. there's rumors out there. I don't know if I'm allowed to say them on our pod. Mm-hmm. Am I? I don't know. I would just. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's some rumors that one paddle company is about to buy another paddle company. And if that happens, um, the slice, we're going to take somebody else. Yeah. However, they're kind of in a dead period right now is what the rumor is. And so the slice take Ben. Yeah. Nobody's surprised. Great pick. You can't go wrong with Ben Johns as your number one pick. So we're just going to go through all of their teams. We'll start with uh, the slice first. And then after that, we'll just go A through okay, Z alphabetically. So slice, which had the number one pick, like we just said. Um, they went with Ben yeah. Johns yeah. and then their second pick was, was that uh, a little bit interesting to you? That was interesting to me. Yeah. So I, it was Jesse Irvin. Yeah, it was Jesse. I mean, Jesse, like I said, I think Jesse's a great player. She did go first round last draft, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like Jesse's moving great. Um, I don't feel like she's been at the top of her game recently, but maybe she's doing a little bit better, but yeah, they went with Jesse with their second pick, which I thought was interesting. And then did they have the back to back? Then they went back to back. So yep. they had back to back. So Ben chose Jesse. Yep. And then the third one was also a little bit interesting to me Lace, as well. Lacey, Lacey Schneeman. Now here's a fun fact about the draft. Okay. Connor Pardo, who's the Black Diamonds owner mm-hmm. and picked right before Ben on the back to back, said he knew Ben was going two girls. Mm-hmm. And that's why he went Irina because he knew that that's who Ben wanted. Hmm. So he felt like he sabotaged Ben and now Ben's and he wanted Irina anyways, but Connor also, I'm sure it was uh, in jest, but he said that, um, cause he picked Annalee yeah. and they were interviewing him and he said, um, Chicago slice made a big mistake yeah. by not taking the best player in the league or something. To Are you sure it was in jest with Connor? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so, then yeah. with the fourth one, we got Eric Lang. So Eric Lang, listen, Eric, 
So you did not think you said he was getting oh, Eric. I was wrong. Okay. I was wrong. I didn't think you, I don't want to say, but okay. I didn't think you belonged in premiere. Does he belong? No, I don't think he does. I don't think he had a great, a great season in premiere, but go, go Imagine how thrilled and how happy he was. Yeah. I'm happy for him. That's great. Like I don't, I don't have anything against Eric Lang. I'm sure he's a great guy. I just didn't think that he belonged in premiere. And honestly, Ben does. And I think Ben should have taken Stefan okay. uh, with that pick over even Tardio, even Tardio, um, somebody over Eric Lang. Yeah. I mean, Rob Nunnery, that would have been a great team. Chemistry would have been chemistry would have been absolutely insane between Ben and Rob. Yeah. Bring the freestyle boys back. Yeah. So how do you think they'll do overall? Cause everyone talks about, um, so it's really hard to bet against Ben Johns. Okay. Now, and also Jesse actually is having a, she's played pretty decent yesterday, PPA mm-hmm. Denver, which we'll talk about in another pod, but she played pretty decent. Um, went pretty deep with AJ. I think they went semis, um, maybe quarters, but anyways, I don't know. I mean, that team's going to, Ben's going to do what Ben does, but that team's going to go how those girls go. And Jesse and Lacey Steeman is not the strongest female duo. And honestly, Eric Lang with Jesse or Eric Lang with Lacey is not the strongest duo either. I think it's going to be a lot more difficult. And it's a terrible, absolutely awful, which I can't believe I'm saying this for a team that has Ben Johns on it, but it's the worst dream breaker team. Eric Lang does not play singles. He can't play singles. Lacey's okay. Jesse doesn't move well enough. So Ben's going to, yeah, Ben may have to go undefeated some. So if you, would you put them in the top three, top five? No, top I put them um, like seven, six or seven. Okay. Out of 12, right in the middle. Okay. Because of Ben. If you take Ben off that team and you give him anybody else, that's the bottom, bottom team. Okay. Moving on. Atlanta bouncers. Okay. Atlanta bouncers had the worst draft by far, in my opinion. They started off with Paris, which again, I don't know if Paris is a first round pick, but the bouncers are owned by Anheuser-Busch. They love marketing. They love, you know, Paris. I mean, Paris fits the bill. She, she fits everything that they're trying to do. Um, Fun fact, we were, uh, me and Jimmy were in an elevator with a GM after, uh, after a party and she confronted Jimmy a little bit about uh, his thoughts on their team. She said, how do you think, she asked somebody else, how do you think my team did? How do you think our draft went? And then looked right at me and said, I know you hate it. <laughs> she wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. I didn't love it. Um, Paris, I don't, I don't know. I don't think Paris is a first round pick. I don't think Paris is that great. Um, so I actually think her and Simone should do decent in women's They doubles. should do fine. I mean, they went Simone second. Then they went um, Pablo, Pablo, th- third. Pablo third. And then Hunter Johnson, Paris's boyfriend, ironically, fourth. Ironically. Ironically. So they went two challenger players from previous seasons and hunter played with the bouncers last season and he in played challenger with the bouncers, level. exactly yeah. so the gm the ownership they know who he is they know what he's capable of yeah. um, to some extent so. and fun fact the bouncers were actually going to take another female and this female told them no she didn't want to play for them because they were set on taking hunter just so I you see. know and so they ended up taking yeah so paris simone pablo and hunter it's the worst team on paper, it's the worst team. Um, I mean, APP All-Stars, good for them. Go win some low-level APP events, but this team will not compete for an MLP title. Arizona, AZ Drive. So AZ, Morgan Evans is the GM. Um, by the way, one more thing about Atlanta. Their GM couldn't even talk to us on the live stream without them going through their legal team. 
because they're owned by Anheuser-Busch. They literally can't do anything without it going through legal, which wow. I thought was really interesting. AZ Drive, Morgan Evans drafted this team, um, owned by Larry Fitzgerald, Devin Booker. So they went with the biggest reach in the first round, in my opinion, first, which was Julian Arnold. Okay. Um, they followed that up by So that was number seven. Seven, pick. I think, yeah. I don't think Julian is worthy of the seventh overall pick. I understand about his success last time, but he's just not a seventh. I mean, I'm sorry. He's a, he's a mid-second, early third guy, in my opinion. So a little bit of a reach, but I understand they're trying to capitalize on that success. Then they went Vivian David, mm-hmm. which again is a huge reach in my opinion. She's not, she's not a killer. She's not a dominant female player. She can't control a match. She can't take over a game. She's a good complimentary player, yeah. but she's not a second round pick female. Yeah. Um, they followed that up with Deckel, which I thought was kind of their saving grace. Yes, that team. Honestly, I mean, you could easily flip Deckel to be their number one pick. Yeah, yeah, and I think that team would have honestly ended up below Atlanta had they not ended up taking Deckel mm-hmm. and stealing Deckel. And then their very final pick was Vivian Glosman, mm-hmm. who they brought up from Challenger. Glosman is she's raw, she's young, she's fairly new to pickleball, like legitimately new, not like. Christian I think um, her, <laughs> I think her talent is there, but she just needs a little bit more experience. I've played yeah. with her in rec games, and she's fire. She's great, um, but I've also seen her in tournament matches where she doesn't play to the same level that she was playing in practice. Yeah, and and my worry about Glosman, truthfully, is that, um, I mean, I don't know how to say this, but I think that she just she just she's a nice person. She's having a good time. She's enjoying her life. Does she, one, have the work ethic? Not saying she does or doesn't, but does she? Mm-hmm. And number two, can she be an alpha on a team with Vivian David? Because mm-hmm. they need it. And so, I don't know. I don't know if Arizona... I'm going to put Arizona in that 8 to 10 range, probably. Her and Deckel height combined is like... Yeah. Glosman's freaking tall. Yeah. Dude, I, I... She looks like a volleyball player. Yeah, she went out to dinner with us. We played ping pong and hung out. And she is tall. I, that was the first thing I noticed about her. Is she is tall. So, all right. Uh, so you said you put them in the eight to 10 range, I put them in the eight to 10 range. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. We got Bay area breakers. So this is, so here's the thing that I've learned about MLP draft. Every single team has a fatal flaw. Every team does. Yeah. So, so the break or something that could be a fatal flaw. Mm-hmm. So the breakers are interesting. I love, love, love the breakers. First two picks. They went two females mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what order you go in, but they went Leia and Etta. I think that's a very, very strong female team. Mm-hmm. Um, the next two picks are definite wild cards, mm-hmm. and it's going to really depend on on how they do. So they went Connor Garnett and Rafa Hewitt, and I think they went Rafa. Rafa Connor. then Connor, yeah, yeah. So they went Rafa then Connor. That's interesting to me because I think again another challenger level player. Connor, Connor was playing challenger last season, last and he season. moved up to third or no fourth round. Sorry, fourth round. Yeah. yeah, but I do think Connor was probably the best player in challenger last year. Him and Pablo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty clear cut. Um, so yeah, that team's going to go how Rafa goes. If you really want to know the truth. Yeah. Cause I think Connor's going to be pretty consistent. He had, a, again, he's having a good run this weekend in in PPA Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor's a great singles player. His, I think his mixed doubles is getting better. He's pretty freaking relentless. Um, but him and Rafa, I mean, that's going to go how Rafa goes. And Rafa is streaky. You know, when he's good, when he's good, he's really, really good. Yeah. And when Rafa's in shape and motivated, 
he's really good. Yeah. But there's two different versions of Rafa, right? And so, yeah, I think if you get that version of him, that could be a very solid team. Mm -hmm. They should be the one of, if not the best women's team, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, what, what uh, ranking would you give them? I'm going to probably put them in that. I could say they go anywhere from as high as three or four, as low as seven or eight. It really depends on, on what Rafa shows up. Okay. Next. We got the Brooklyn Aces. The Brooklyn so, Aces. Uh, real, team Tyler Loom. Real quick, I'm actually looking at the Team Duper, and it looks like the Brooklyn Aces has one, if not the highest, uh, Team Duper. Okay. And so that- it has us as 24.91. There might be one or two others that are higher than us, but so yeah, for so, what it's worth. So that doesn't surprise me at all. So the, the Aces, I mean, they went Catherine first. I think they had the fourth pick or fifth pick. Fifth, I think. Okay, so Catherine first. I mean, that's a, that's a no-brainer. You get the number two overall female. Mm-hmm. Um, you either go Catherine in that situation or you go someone like, I think J-Dub went after her, mm-hmm. um, Dylan, something like that. But I think, you, I think you take your chance with Catherine. And then in the second round, they went Hayden, right? No. Or Coop. Coop. So second round, they went Coop. Um, dude, I am not. So I feel like Coop, I used to love Coop's game. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that last few months, Coop, I don't know what's happened. I feel like she hasn't played her best. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not that long ago that she beat Annalie. Yeah, she beat Annalie in MLP um, yeah. in Daytona. In Daytona. So it hasn't been that long. So maybe it's just a lull of a stretch for her. But when Coop plays, when she plays her best, she she's good. Yeah. She's a really, really good player. So I think if you have Coop and Catherine, that's a strong female team. She's got Beer City Open next week, which she runs. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure once that is off, maybe, her, yeah, off her plate, she then she focus. might be able to focus a little bit more. Yeah. And obviously Catherine's a great singles player. How's Coop at singles? I know she was very high-level tennis. She played at UCLA. Um, I don't know if she's ever really signed up for singles tournaments in pickleball. Okay. And then third round, they go Hayden. Hayden. Hayden Patrick. Well, Hayden, big H. I mean, Hayden moved up from fourth to third. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hayden was a rock star in MLP Mesa. He sucked. Hayden, sorry, you did. But in Daytona, he was really freaking good. And in San Clemente, he was even better. Mm-hmm. If you get that Hayden that continues on that progression, mm-hmm. dude, they're, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. And then with the 45th or 46th pick, they end up taking you, mm-hmm. which again, I think is a steal. I think at that late in the draft, you know, three or four picks to go. To get somebody who won two MLPs, you know, two two tournaments last time, somebody who's been to a super finals, someone with all the experience, someone that can mentor and play next to Hayden. Um, and then also, I mean, who do you plan on playing mixed with? You think Cooper Catherine? I think we're going to feel it out. Um, I mean, I think on paper, they kind of wanted me to play with Catherine mm-hmm. um, just because we've actually played together and we've had success. Yeah. Um, but I could easily play with Andrea. I like yeah. her. She's steady. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Hayden can play just yeah. fine with Catherine. So, so my opinion on the Aces is that I don't think that there's like, how do you say this? Like, I don't think that you guys have like a superstar, like a Ben or an Annalie. Mm-hmm. But I think that consistency across the board, there's nobody that's, awful does that make sense yeah. like not that anyone has anyone awful but there's no like huge drop off there's mm-hmm. not so yeah i think that you guys could easily finish in the top four you should finish top four or five mm-hmm. um it wouldn't surprise me at all and yeah i think you're really solid and i think hayden is the catalyst on that team if hayden continues his progression that he's on you guys you guys are going to be tough cool so, 
Do you think him going third was good? Um, or appropriate. I mean, I think that he, I think that he's coming off a lot of hype right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think because of his performance at San Clemente, that that's what kind of propelled him into the third round. Cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, but I've taken him third. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but at the end, I mean, they got him and you. So either, even if they flip flopped it, it still worked out. Okay, moving on. Columbus Pickleball Club. So Columbus is great, dude. Columbus has some... We have some stories about Columbus. Let's hear them. Okay, so Columbus takes J-Dub in round one. And what pick were they like? Six? Six. I think they were six. So here's the interesting thing about MLP. Generally, when you draft somebody in the first round, these GMs, they will get on the phone with that player, Mm -hmm. and they'll try to have that player help draft the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. And like we said about the draft, the very first pick is announced in person live, right? They have the camera. And then after that, they just send it to like a WhatsApp, Yep. you know? So Columbus picks J-Dub. And then their second pick was Megan, Megan Dazon, mm-hmm. who get well soon, Megan. I guess she has a concussion right now. Um, second pick was Megan, which again, I love both. I like J-Dub. I like Megan. I think you're good there. Then in the third round, they announce at the draft that they're taking Maggie Brasha, mm-hmm. right? And it's announced and they do the whole filming and they do the whole thing. And then all of a sudden Cameron Blackwood says, oh, wait, never mind. They're not taking Maggie. Mm-hmm. Hang on. So do you know what happened? I don't, but I think you have a little bit more in- info than I do. So when, like I said, when you pick somebody, they start helping with their draft. After the first round, Everybody just drafts on a what they go and they log into a WhatsApp. Does it have to be WhatsApp or is that just what they've been using? That's just what they've been using. Okay. So all the owners get in WhatsApp and that's how they submit their picks. Gotcha. Right. Well, I guess Julie Johnson mm-hmm. submitted Maggie Brasha in the WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. She made the pick and the GMs were like, wait a minute. That's not who we choose. Yeah. And Julie just went ahead and, and I don't know if there's a miscommunication where they were like, Hey, yeah, you, you know, or if Julie just thought I'm going to make this pick because I want to make this pick. Or if she just thought, you know, J dubs Julie's team, the Julie's team now, cause J dubs first round. I don't know, but Julie made the pick. Yeah. So then the GMs were like, no, 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 no. And like kind of freaked out a little bit. And so then they, we had some confusion, a couple minutes go by and then they take Maggie anyways, mm-hmm. end up deciding to stick with Maggie. Yeah. And I don't know if they stuck with her. And I talked to the GM, Ryan, um, and I'm not sure if they stuck with Maggie because, you know, they kind of felt bad or if they ended up just reviewing the board and realized that was probably the best choice still. But it was just a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. So then in the, in the fourth round, J-Dub, allegedly, rumors, mm-hmm. wanted Tardio. Mm-hmm. And Columbus decided... Which Tardio and J-Dub played last season they played. and they live close to each other, yeah. so they practice all the time. Yeah, Exactly. And they ended up going Colin Johns. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Not taking who your number one pick wants. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Um, I would have thought they would have gone with Tardio for sure in this yeah. situation. Um, but I mean, Colin's a great player. He's a great right side player. Yeah. So, I mean, Colin and J-Dub should be fine. Yeah. Right. I, I would assume that you're going to have to pair... The Mac. question is if if they do well, does Colin drop Ben's Ben? Yeah, for Jada. For Jada. Yeah, right. how funny would that be? I mean, the, the thing with that team is it's the all personality team. Like, 
You got J-Dub, Megan, who's not very vocal. She's going to be the most vocal on that team. Yeah, Me- Megan's got to be like the vocal energy. Megan, what wildly enough, like Megan, who is pretty even kill, um, but she has her moments where she can get fired up, but she's got to be the energy on that team. Like yeah. she literally has to be the one to to fire that team up, <laughs> which is kind of wild to think about. And in MLP, energy matters. I remember yeah. the very first uh, MLP, there was a team um, that was very similar um, with a lot of players that didn't have much energy or they weren't vocal and it just showed it just it just showed yeah all right so moving on moving on we got dc pickleball team so uh, oh and real quick columbus i think columbus could be pretty good if colin man i just hate colin's mixed game it's so bad but um the same thing they're gonna go as megan and colin go i think columbus has a chance like i think you're gonna see them one tournament sneak into a playoff and the next tournament they might finish ninth yeah so okay, uh, DC pickleball team, they were fourth, right? Yeah. Okay. So D, uh, so DC traded with Orlando. They were they were fourth. Orlando was third. They ended up trading and swapping picks, and DC ends up taking Riley Newman. Okay. And then they good pick there. Great pick. I mean, you can't go wrong with Riley Newman. Like he's he's a solid player. He's probably the clear cut number two male in the world. Um, and then they follow that up with the Kawamotos, both of them, Jackie and Jade. Right. Yes, and that's a steal, as a lot of people were saying. Yeah, I mean, you get them both. You get both the twins. They're used to each other. They play together. You have a solid, solid women's team. They're great mixed partners. One's a lefty. One has thinner eyebrows. (laughs) That's how they describe themselves. That's not me saying that. Um, Yeah, I think it's a good pick. And then you get... They had the 44th pick, right? Yeah. So they came around at the very end. They had the 44th pick. Christian Alshon was on the board. I was on the board. AJ Kohler, Kohler was, was on the on board. board. Yeah. Tardio was on the board. Nunnery was on the board. Yeah. There's still a decent amount of Eric Lang was on the board. Yeah. Uh, there's still a decent amount of players that were. Yeah. And we get maybe the most wild out of left field pick. Uh-huh. And he takes Christian Alshon. Yep. Do you know anything behind that? Or was that just. Allegedly, the rumor is, is that Riley wanted to take. Somebody else earlier, right? Uh-huh. Um, who was it? Somebody over Kawamoto. Yeah. Do you remember who it was? Um, I do. You can say. I think they. he wanted Jesse. Is from That's what I, it was. Yeah. He wanted Jesse over Jackie, mm-hmm. right? And DC wanted Jackie, and mm-hmm. DC took Jackie and then took Jade. And so Riley was, Riley was pissed off, and he took Christian Alshon just to piss off the owners. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I'll just say that I talked to somebody who was close to the draft and he did not deny those rumors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just very interesting because, I mean, Riley's playing with AJ. Yeah. Like AJ yeah. would be the clear cut. Clear yeah. cut. Yeah, exactly. Nothing against Christian. I like Christian, but just those two, I don't think they've ever it, played. Well, it's weird. If AJ is good enough for you to play PPA with, why isn't he good enough for you to play MLP with? Yeah. Right. And that's the thing is you could have actually two, two real life partnerships on one team. That are which, playing week yeah. in, week out. Yeah. yeah. Which nobody gets. Right. And, and just from a spear, uh, pure money standpoint, you've got the Takea partnership and the money. Yeah of having them all together. And yeah, Riley takes Christian. So yeah, it sounds like Riley was like kind of did it out of spite allegedly Mm -hmm. um, because he was mad that he didn't get to choose his other pick. So I don't know, but I think Christian's, you know, I don't know how he's going to do. Honestly, I, I would have taken Nunnery over Christian. Obviously I've taken 
you and AJ over Christian too. Mm-hmm. Um, was Jay DeVilliers still on the board too? I don't think so. Okay. I think he went maybe right before then. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. I think Christian's a little bit of a wild card and Christian and Riley. Holy crap. Like if anybody's not going to put up a Christian antic, Christian's antics is going to be Riley Newman. So that'll be interesting. To uh, see as long as they win, out. I don't think he'll care what they do, yeah. but as soon as they start losing, that's where yeah. the true colors come out. Yep. So now we go Dallas, Dallas pickleball club. So da- Dallas was Dave Fleming selected Dallas. Yep. So he chose James Ignatowicz. Yep. Big Papa, big Papa, Jimmy, Jimmy. And then he went Callie Smith, who, Elise Jones, Elise Jones. And then he Jay. finished it with, wait, who? Jay DeVillius. Oh yeah. Right. Then he finished it with Jay. Yeah. So. Which Jay, the very first season was a number one pick uh, at like nine or 10 or 11, so, something like that. So here's the thing with this team. This team would have been really, really good in 2021, 2022. How this team does in 2023 remains to be seen. Um, James is obviously the youngest and the one with all the potential in the world. I think we know who Callie is. We know who Elise is. We know who Jay is. Mm -hmm. And I believe, didn't Jay play with Elise last year? Was he on the shock? Or is he not on the shock? Yeah, yeah. Last season. Last season. Mm -hmm. And they didn't do great. I think they did okay. I think it was fairly average, maybe slightly better than average. So I think actually they switch him and Simone sometimes. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, this team, it's interesting. I mean, Callie and Elise can play together. I did think Elise was a steal as late as they got her in the third round. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that on the live stream. I think that we were surprised she was still there. Um, I kind of forgot about Callie a little bit because I always tend to lump Callie with Lucy. I think this is a spot where instead of Callie, we probably would have seen Lucy go. And Callie maybe fell a little bit further, but without Lucy in the draft... Yeah. You know, but yeah, I think they're solid. I think that again, this is the same thing. Like nobody is dominant and nobody doesn't have a fatal flaw. And this team, you know what? James shows up. If the dream breaker James from last season shows up, they're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not an amazing singles team, right? They have some good, solid singles players across the On board. On paper, I think you'd think they would be. Jay, he plays singles. Elise yeah. actually plays. Callie plays. And yeah. James plays. Yeah. yeah. But you just don't, I don't know. By going off their. Their, past history, yeah. yeah, their past history, but yeah, I think the Dallas is a team that could come up and actually win a turn, win an event, and then. But I, I would predict that they're going to be kind of more in that middle of the pack, five or six range. Okay, all right, moving on. Miami pickleball club. Miami went wild. Miami went what a team from Miami would do. <laughs> they did exactly what if you're in Miami, they did exactly what you thought they would do. So they went Fed first, Tyson second. Mm-hmm. And then they went Tyra Black third. And then they went Brasha. Brasha Mary fourth. What a Miami thing to do. So you take Fed first, Mm -hmm. who I don't think that's a terrible pick, right? Fed's playing well. He's solid at singles. He's good at mixed. I mean, he's really good at singles. He's a good, he's he's getting better at mixed. He's a good men's doubles player. And then you take the king, self-proclaimed king of Miami, allegedly already. He calling, tweeted that. Yeah, already calling himself that in Tyson. Um, I think somebody responded to this, which I had the same thoughts, but they're like, you were picked second, so wouldn't that make you the prince? Yeah, exactly. He's the, he's the jester of Miami. But <laughs> anyways, so you have him and Fed together. I don't know how they're going to do, honestly. I think that you kind of have two dominant personalities, mm-hmm. and it might be really interesting to see how they do, but, they, but they're talented enough that they should be fine. 
I think their men's should be fine. Yeah. It's going to be their mixed doubles. And well, and then what they did was they literally swung for the fence. Yeah. They were like, look, we got to try and hit a home run. And so they went with Tyra yeah. and they're thinking that Tyra has got to take that next step. She's got to blow up. She's got to be the Tyra that you and I think that she could be mm-hmm. in a few months. Um, especially in the third round. Mm-hmm. Cause I think Tyra would have been there in the fourth mm-hmm. still. Um, and yeah, she came from challenger to the third round. That's a huge jump. And they're relying a lot on her cause she's their number. She's a left side female mm-hmm. and she's their number one female pick. And then to take Mary, you know, Mary's pretty consistent. She's not bad. I think she's the lesser of the two Brasha sisters. Yeah, I mean, up until maybe a year ago or so, she was by far the better one. But yeah, Maggie's but it, been doing much better recently. Yeah, so I think Maggie's past her. And so, yeah, I think that's probably the weakest women's doubles team. Um, but it all depends on Tyra. That team, if Tyra takes a step and blows up, then that team's going to be very, very good. If Tyra stays where she is and her progression is slow, that's going to be a you know a team in that 8 to 12 range. Yeah. So... All right, Orlando Squeeze. So they came in with Anna Bright as their number yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and then they went, uh, who's that? So they went Anna Bright. And then, oh, and then the, the new girl. Um, so, yeah. So what their second round pick was? Andre Dayescu. Andre Dayescu. Then they went Zane Navratil. And then they went Rachel Rohrabacher. Yeah. So I thought their first three picks were great. Yeah. Really good. And then the fourth one is the wild card. We don't yeah. know. So they take Rohrabacher. So the only reason I know anything about Rachel Rohrabacher is because we looked at her for challenger. Mm-hmm. We really liked her. And I think we probably would have taken her at some point, but we were not concerned at all about anybody else taking her, especially in premier league. Like we thought maybe she could go second round in challenger mm-hmm. possibly. And we had that 12, 13, but we were not worried about losing her to premier league team. Yeah. She's still in school. She's working on her master's. She does graduate soon, but she's in Cincinnati. So she's not even playing a ton of pickleball, but she is going to Florida after, and she's going to start playing pickleball full time. And they ask you and Anna said that they would train her. I mean, there's a lot, there was a lot of interesting things that happened during MLP. Um, This was one of the things is, I mean, Anna Bright, she's, Vivian Glossman at this time was on the board. Susanna yeah. Barr was on the board. Yeah. Um, Aren't Vivian and Anna like college roommates and BFFs? Yeah. yeah. And so you think what, that. What happened there, Tyler? That's a great question. Would you be pissed? What if Vivian, because Vivian was the last female selected. Yep. If she didn't get drafted, how pissed would you be? Yeah, that would be. I, I just want to know why. Yeah. Because there's no way that Rohrbacher is better than Vivian. Not right now. Yeah. Yeah. And Zane came over to us after and he didn't know anything about Rachel, yeah. which. You know, he was wanting because Susanna was on the board and he's played a lot with Susanna. Zane wanted Susanna. Yeah. I don't think there's any bones about that. He yeah. definitely wanted Susanna. So um, just, just kind of interesting. I thought a lot of these teams were hopping around. A lot of these teams had two and even three really good picks. And then yeah. all of a sudden there's one or two that's like, what yeah, are you guys you they, doing? Yeah, they all have that fatal yeah. flaw. So, um, so where do you put them? Orlando Squeeze. So that's the thing is like they could win it mm-hmm. if Rohrabacher plays well. Mm-hmm. And they could be a disaster because you have to play Rohrabacher in two matches. Yeah. That's what's crazy. And honestly, I watched her at, at PPA Denver yesterday. She's okay. She didn't blow me away. Mm-hmm. So I think she's got a long ways to go. So they're definitely drafted. It's crazy to draft three veterans of the sport, mm-hmm. establish solid players, and then go with this crazy wild card. Yeah. That like, not just a, like a wild card would have been a, you know, 
a even Vivian Glossman would have been a little bit of a wild card, but she's had some success and some, you know, her and Anna Bright made a what a semi is together. She's played a little bit. Even a, a Maggie or a Mary, you know, would have been a little bit of a wild card. But Rohrabacher was absolutely out of left field. Yeah. So I So you think they're just they could be top three or even finish bottom of the pack? Yeah, that, that team's weird, dude. That team is gonna go how she goes. Okay. Texas Ranchers. Uh, so they selected Dylan Frazier and then Georgia Johnson, Lauren Stratman, and then Travis Retmeyer. So the ranchers, I actually think, are fairly solid. Mm-hmm. I think that they're good at every spot. Mm-hmm. They're not great at any one spot, but they're good at every spot. Okay. And I think that if you're on that cusp, like if you're the ranchers and you're on that cusp of, I don't know where they finished, you know, in the previous, but I think that the ranchers are going to be the, they're going to beat some teams that they shouldn't beat, and they're going to lose to some teams they shouldn't lose to. But I think that they are the epitome of a middle of the road team. Mm-hmm. I think they really truly are like a four or five, six, mm-hmm. and they may even win one. And then, you know, but yeah, they're good at every single spot. Okay. I don't, I don't see a true like major weakness, but I don't see a superstar. Yeah. Um, last but not least, by the way, real quick, Orlando squeeze, just going back to them, Rohrabacher. Okay. The squeeze are 18th right now. And one of the reasons they took Rohrabacher is because they felt like they had to hit a home run to get into premiere next time. Mm-hmm. So they took a flyer on her hoping so that that was one of the reasons. I understand that. I just think there's other players that you can yeah. hit home runs with. Yeah. There's a well. million other ones. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Utah black diamonds. This is the last of the premier teams. This is the number one team. This is Pardo Pardo's uh, baby. Number one team in the draft. So they drafted Annalie Waters, yep. Irina, Thomas Wilson, yep, and then AJ Kohler. Yep. This team is, in my opinion, on paper, the number one team. Okay. Number one drafted team. You have the clear-cut number one female in the world. Not even close. Yep. You have the, apps, the MLP queen, reigning champ, and just, I don't know what it is, but Irina elevates your game for MLP. Mm-hmm. She plays MLP format very well. You have Thomas, who, again, another MLP champ. Mm-hmm. And then you have AJ with, I mean, talk about a value pick. Second to last pick of the draft. Yeah. You're able to get AJ Kohler, who's Thomas's cousin. Did he go third round last last season? He went second. Second he? or third, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's Thomas's cousin, so they play with each other. They used to play together all the they time. They used to play all, all the time. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he can play with Annalie. He can play with Irina. He is streaky and he still has his moments, but to get him at that spot, yeah. I mean, the Black Diamonds had, I mean, Connor Pardo, hate to give him all the credit in the world, but he had a heck of a draft. Yeah. I think he did a great job because if he doesn't take Irina there, I think Ben takes her. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking at Ben's team with Irina and not Schneeman. And we're thinking, okay, that's actually a pretty good team. Yeah. You know, like that's a tough team. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would say the Black Diamonds are my favorites. Okay. Yeah. The, the one thing I'll say with that, I mean, um, they are hard to find flaws, but AJ and Thomas, they did play together um, last year, yeah. but there's a reason that they're not playing yeah. this year. I, I agree. And, and and like I said, it's tricky. It's that AJ is the streakiest player in pickleball mm-hmm. and his, his ceiling is as good as anybody's, but his floor is right down there as, as bad as anybody's too. So yeah. it, it really depends on what AJ shows up. But the best part about this is last year in season one, I looked at the Seattle Pioneers and I knew the Seattle Pioneers were going to win. Mm-hmm. You looked at the fives 
and you knew the fives were going to be good. Mm-hmm. You looked at the hustlers and you're like, okay, that team's good. Yeah. Right. There's not a dominant team this year. Yeah. Like I think GMs and owners got better. Mm-hmm. I think they got smarter. I think they got better. I think that they did more research. I would think to some extent, because you're still seeing some weird picks. Yeah, in there. for sure. I agree. But there's more parity in this draft, at least on paper, than we've ever seen. And yes, there's still some weird freaking picks. I mean, the bouncers, I don't, oh gosh, what were you guys? I don't know what you're doing. I mean, Julian was a stretch. You know, I think Eric Lang was was rough. Rohrabacher was, was tough. I mean, even Tyra in the third was, you know, I think it's, it has potential, but it's still a little bit of a stretch. But like I said, I think there's a lot of parody and I think that it's exciting. You never know. You don't, you don't know who's going to like first event Atlanta, right. In September. Can you name a favorite right now? You probably can't. Yeah. Maybe Utah, but who knows? Mm-hmm. But AJ is also missing a Saturday Yeah. for a wedding. So that's the other thing. So they're not even going to have AJ for at least you know, one event. Yeah. So I think this season is going to be very interesting uh, because this is season two of yeah. MLP 2023 and next year they're not, they're going to be kind of done with drafting. And so um, this season, I think there's going to be a lot of focus and emphasis on because a lot of players, they want to play next year because from what we've heard and talking with Steve Kuhn, they're going to start changing a lot of things. They're going to try to sign players. So one, two, three, five-year deals, multi-year, um, contracts. multi-year contracts, the money's going to go up even more than it is now. Yep. Uh, there's going to be a lot more uh, exposure with MLP. You're going to have home bases. We're going to have home bases. People yeah. are going to travel different places. Yeah, areas. travel. They want to do home in a way. So like if you're, if Atlanta's playing, Columbus, then you're going to actually travel to Columbus. You're going to have a home court advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Home court advantage, fans, jerseys. They want to make it a true, like a, and I think this will kind of be the last hurrah that a lot of the owners and players will say, okay, these guys did well. Um, and so I think that's why a lot of people are really gunning for it. Yeah, I agree. The, we've talked about this before, but the amount of money and exposure that is coming from MLP is just so much higher at the moment than other things. I mean, we went to that draft. So after the draft, okay, so we'll, and we'll go over Challenger maybe on our next pod. Yeah, we, we, we don't have time to do yeah. it today. Um, we'll go over Challenger on our next pod. But after the draft, they did a huge draft party. Um, they did it on top of the rooftop bar at Margaritaville right in Times Square. I mean, it was insane. But there were billionaires in that room. Yeah. Billionaires. Not mil- billionaires. Yeah. Um, there are guys that have ownership in, in major hockey teams and major league Soccer and basketball, soccer, basketball. Football, I mean, yeah, I mean, everything. you got, I mean, Rich Kleiman, the CEO of the Kleiman Group, and Kevin Durant owned the Aces, who Tyler was drafted by. I mean, you have a lot of freaking money in that room. Yeah. And those guys understand how to build teams and understand how to build um, a league. And yeah, you know, you and I had a 45 minute conversation with Steve Kuhn, right? Mm-hmm. And his vision is, is insane. And I, and I don't, think that he won't get there. I truly believe that, that he is going to get there because his, his vision makes sense. And he wants us to be a massive sports franchise and he wants you to pick a team. And if you live in Utah, he wants you to be a black diamonds fan. And you're going to be like, yeah, I'm cheering for the black diamonds. And I know that Annalie waters is going to be a member of the black diamonds for the next three or four years, you know, because we're going to sign her to this deal. And he wants, you know, you to have a training facility and Emily waters is probably, 
you know, she's going to have to be in Utah more than she is right now. Just like <laughs> if you're in the NFL, right, you're going to move to Philadelphia because that's where you're going to practice or San Francisco or whoever you're with. And he's going to have home and away matches. And they're trying to build a legitimate sports franchise. I don't know what that means for the PPA. I don't know how it's going to all work. But Steve Kuhn's vision is impressive. And I really hope that they can pull it off because that's what pickleball needs. So, yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. So that was just a fairly brief recap on MLP. Yeah. Um, anything you, anything else you'd like to add with that? By the way, I saw Travis Rettenmeyer. Do you guys fight? No. Come on. Travis? He, he calls you a nobody. Travis yeah. walked up to me. He saw me. I saw him. He knew who you were. He 100% knew, went right up to me. And he said, Jimmy. I looked right at me and I said, Travis. And he said, you're the only person to ever call me an effing douchebag that's never met me. I don't know if that's true, but. Yeah. But listen, I kind of smiled. We laughed. I don't know if he laughed. I laughed. Um, gave him a little bit of a bro hug. And we're good, I think. Didn't you say you deserved it? I said, yeah, you've earned it. Or you've earned it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, I think we're good. Like, I think it's okay. It, oddly enough, I think we're fine. Yeah. Am I going to ever be his friend? No. Are we ever going to hang out? Absolutely not. Yeah. But oddly enough, we're fine. That's and, funny. And we are good. And, and so that happened, whatever, Travis leaves. So then that night when we're at the draft party, this high-ranking MLP official who was trying to help the other player get me canceled, mm -hmm. sat down with us, right? Yes. And we had a long conversation with her for, I mean, gosh, probably 30 minutes or more. Yeah. And I don't know. How do you think it went, Tyler? It was good. Yeah. I mean, most of these people, a lot of them, they try to put on this facade, this, this presence that they're this and that. But once you actually start talking to them, most people are... Pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, you think her and I are, we're good, right? <laughs> yeah. Like we ended, we, we talked and we're good. And she yeah. was very candid about her position. I was candid about mine and I feel like we're in a, a good spot. A lot of it is just miscommunication and just yeah. being able to understand where people are coming from. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's, that's your motivational moment. I don't know. It's blue shirt Saturday. It's blue shirt, blueberries. Blueberries today. We're blueberries. Yeah. We got to get you uh, some different colors, Sometimes. different fruits. My tan line is bad. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, somebody wanted uh, me to send them more videos of you on the bike in Central Park. Oh my gosh, I rode a bike in Central Park. I've never been that sweaty in my life. It was <laughs> you, like a you were struggling. It was like ninety-five degrees and ninety percent humidity. Every time I looked back, he's on his little bike just trying to keep up. It was it was hot. Like it was legit hot. And like, anyways, it sucked. It was stupid. What a dumb idea. How'd you like New York? Dude, I I love New York. First time ever. First You're time 50 ever years been. old. You've never, <laughs> you've never been to New York. Um, yeah, it was fun. Food was good. The food was amazing. I mean, we we ate like kings. Yeah, that was nice. We definitely ate like. We kings. stayed at a nice place. We stayed at an amazing St. Regis. That's where they filmed The Godfather. By the way, if you've ever watched it, the hotel was sick. Right, yeah. like it was, it was stupid nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, they even give you little chocolates, like. Every night. Dark and, Dark and milk. Yeah, yeah, milk chocolates. Yeah, I mean, it, it was insane. The only thing that was wild is every time we went out to eat, listen, dude, I'm not bougie. Like, I'm not that guy. Mm -hmm. And they're like, do you want New York tap water or do you want distilled? Yeah. Hell if I know. Yeah. So we went distilled one night, you and I, 
And apparently it's fifteen bucks a bottle. A bottle. Fifteen for like fifteen dollars for a bottle of water. Like what in the where the hell are we living, dude? What is happening? That's not me. That's not, I will never forget where I came from. And that's not it. Yeah, like I was embarrassed. And you like had like a nine dollar Pepsi. Two and, of them. And it was like that it was like yeah. I'm I, not kidding. I thought it would be like five or six or even seven dollars or something like that. It was nine, nine, <laughs> nine bucks. Nine bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. Well, there, there that goes. Yeah, that was wild. Don't worry, Jimmy, I got you. Yeah, but New York was fun. Um, awesome trip. It's cool to meet everybody from MLP. It's cool to hang out with, you know, meet some players. Um, none of my opinions have changed. If I thought you were a douche before, you still are. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Everybody, it, it was awesome. It was a cool experience. I can't believe it happened from this pod, dude. I can't believe that, like, you put together a little reel and it was just, I mean, it's crazy. Cause you just, what, four or five weeks ago, you made a little shout out saying anybody yeah. needing help assistance, I'd love to help out. And literally yesterday we were in New York for yeah. the draft. Yeah. It's not the crazy, like yeah. it's what a whirlwind dude. Like yeah. this is my life. Yeah. This is your life. Come talk to us in one month. See where, where yeah. things are. Like it's just, it's just wild. And I don't know. It was, it was a cool experience. Um, I, dude, I thought I would show up, bro, and I didn't think anybody would know who I was. I thought I would just everybody be that knows guy walking Jimmy. around. It was it was kind of wild. Also, the Dink Pickle Pod, mm-hmm. we did a live stream with them, yeah, and then we did a podcast with them, yep, at Morning Brew, which also was a cool experience. Mm-hmm. We have a million followers at Morning Brew, yeah, so that was super cool to, to be able to do that. Um, those guys are cool. I mean, Thomas is cooler is, than Zane. But, is Zane tolerable or no? I mean, Zane's okay. Like, I think you could handle Zane in small doses, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like I would never want to like be friends with them or hang out with them. Yeah. If we did a podcast with them weekly, that would I be... I couldn't do that. No. I mean, it'd have to be over Zoom. <laughs> right. But yeah, it was fun. Dude. New York was awesome. Um, yeah, it was a great experience. Should we get, do we get some questions? Yeah. So let's go into some questions as always. Uh, normally we'll ask, uh, if anyone has questions on our social media one or two days before. Um, so I did that and we'll read them. How are you liking the new found fame? Does it distract from playing Jimmy? I think they're referring to you. Sorry about you. Um, I know wasn't playing much anyway, so I'm good. <laughs> It's, it's yeah. been fun. Um, it, it definitely adds a different perspective and a different um, just look at everything. You, you kind of see things differently, uh, but it's been fun. Is Jimmy ecstatic that Travis and Christian got drafted in Premier? So just to be clear, Travis went fourth round. I think that justifies what I said last draft. And that's why he was mad at you. And that's why he was mad at me is I said that he shouldn't have taken himself third round. He went fourth round and I think he's better than when, yeah. than, than in December of last year during that draft. I think he's actually better now. He's improved and he still went fourth round. So Travis, I was right. Well, why did they have pros show up if they weren't going to show any of them? So they did a pickleball cares event. I think that was the main reason. So what they did was they took some inner city kids and they put on a clinic for him. They gave him a ton of New York hustlers gear for free and just did a pickleball clinic um, for all these kids for free. And they had pros fly in for that. And if the pros just happened to be there when they were drafted, then that's the only reason that they were there. A little bit coincidental, but every single pro that was there got drafted in premiere except for like one. Yeah. Who? Dominic. 
Oh, yeah. she went, yeah, that's right. She went, but she did go challenger. Yeah. And she was worried that she wasn't even going to go challenger. Yeah. So maybe yeah. next time they have a draft, just show up and yeah. you're guaranteed. And there were a couple players that just like Paris just showed up. I thought she was helping with the pickleball care thing. Oh, was she? I don't know. They had her name as, as though she was oh, helping. Oh, really? So maybe, maybe she was helping. But her. I didn't see her actually helping. I never so. saw her help. I saw her doing <laughs> photo shoots and kissing babies and all that. But all right. What happened to the stream in the beginning? Uh, I think. That was just technical difficulties. Yeah, so we got there like 30 minutes early and they were trying to set it up and it was a disaster. And so in the end, Tyler actually just pulled out a, he had a tripod. Tripod in my bag. So it was, I saved them. I saved Pickle Pod. Yeah, Yeah, he just pulled out a tripod and we just had to freaking wing it. One thing I'm going to put out there is I think most people, the lay person, they don't understand uh, the amount of time, effort, and money that goes into a lot of these things. Um, And so, yeah, out there in New York, it was a remote setup and they just didn't have some of the connections and things weren't going. And so they just did stuff essentially with a phone, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, which challenger had, which challenger team had the best draft? Um, we'll probably get into that la- uh, next time off yeah. the top of your head. I would, I would say Milwaukee Mashers. That's yeah. the DJ I mean, they, Young. They went DJ. Yeah. I mean, that team drafted well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm going to say Black Bears, but well, I'll try and be unbiased and we'll have a, we'll, we'll get into it next podcast, but cause challenger is hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard because you know, a lot of players are gone and, and it's tough. So yeah, we'll get into that. What were the GM saying about Callan Dawson? Why not draft from a GM point of view? So Callan's interesting because Callan is, I mean, he did play left side with Tyler, but Callan's essentially a right side male. He doesn't play well in mixed and he doesn't play singles. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a Colin Johns without the podiums, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I think Callan's great. And I think he's a, he's top 10 men's doubles player, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I really think that, I mean, you and him had how many freaking medals last Yeah, we last had quite year. a few. Um, but in an MLP format, he doesn't quite fit what people are looking for. Now, I do think think Callan's going to get picked up in the shuffle draft because I think some people made some mistakes. Yeah. I think he's at least, he should have been drafted challenger. Yeah. And Connor Pardo, I mean, he, he, he made a tweet. Um, he tweeted saying every challenger owner and GM should be fired for yeah, not for drafting, drafting Callan. Yeah. So that, that, that goes to show you what Connor thinks of Callan. Yeah. Somebody said, are you playing Denver? I am not. And apparently this is the first tournament that, I have not attended of the PPA since they've been running. So you? in three to four years, I've played in every single tournament. And this one, Denver, is the first one that I have Your not participated. It's over. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Anything wild happen at the after party? Anything crazy happen up there? Not, I mean, not that I saw. There's nothing that was like... It was pretty low key uh, because there weren't all the players and stuff. So it was just yeah. mostly the owners and some of the some players were there, but mostly just the owners. Yeah, it was pretty chill. Um, honestly, it was more like a good networking event yeah. too. I felt like just connecting with different owners and yeah, people. talking to different owners and different. Um, yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of freaking money there. Though I'll tell you that. Good night. What did you whisper to Jimmy before the Lacey pick? I think they're talking about on the live stream when I when you walked over when I went up to you and mentioned something and that's oh. when Travis got mad at you. Oh, 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 when Thomas got mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What Go did on. I whisper? Do you want me to say? I don't know. 
Probably not. Are you sure? I'll yeah. say it. No, you can say it on your own podcast. <laughs> but isn't this both of ours? Kind of. Um, are you able to give a range as to how much first, second, and third, fourth round picks are getting paid? So last season, I don't know if they've changed it. Um, I know if first round pick or Ben Johns or the top two picks were getting around 8,000 uh, per event. And then PPA would match that. And so they would essentially walk away with anywhere from 15 to 20 just for participating in the event. Yeah. Um, now that's the top, top end. Yeah. Um, the lowest end, the fourth round pick, like 48th around where I'm at, you're probably seeing maybe 1500 to 3000 and then PPA matches that. So you're seeing anywhere from two to 4,000 just for showing up. And then if you win or not, um, I'm pretty sure it's online somewhere. You can find that information. Anything yeah. add, adding there? No thoughts on Callen and Sam query, not being drafted at all thoughts. I mean, we mentioned Callen. Um, I just don't think Sam's very good. Like he's just not good. He's not good enough. You don't think he should have made challenger. No, I don't think he's quite good enough. If Callen didn't make challenger, Sam should make challenger. I mean, there's a lot of good Pat Smith didn't make challenger. Yeah. Steve Deacon. Um, there's a lot of good players that didn't make challenger mm-hmm. and Sam's just not, he just hasn't had the success. Yeah. Did Hunter only get picked because Paris? It's interesting. Hunter's had good success in APP. So it's not like he's a slouch, but I don't think Hunter's better than Rob Nunnery. I don't think Hunter's better than Gabe Tardio. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's better than, you know. And so that goes into the point where he played with Atlanta before. Yeah. And so they know him. And then he also is very familiar with Paris. And so I think there's how, a lot. How familiar? I don't know. They probably, I don't know. Get him on the pod. I, I bet they've never even kissed. No. She doesn't seem like the type. Um, so I was actually doing a little bit of reflection and I was thinking this would fizzle out, but it almost seems like a lot of players are getting drafted based on who they know and kind of their clout and their potential rather than their skill at the current moment. Yeah, for sure. I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought that would have fizzled out a little bit more. But the relationships matter. We saw it. We saw it firsthand. Like there's some people that were drafted and not that they're not good players and they don't earn it, but their chemistry on the teams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we know for a fact that somebody has promised, like I heard it straight. I mean, I, I I'll say it. Connor Pardo said straight from his mouth, you weren't there. Mm-hmm. He said, Tyler Loon will never play in challenger as long as I'm a team owner. I don't know if that's possible. That's true, but true or not. Yeah. He was basically saying that my relationship with Tyler, my history with Tyler, I love Tyler. He's like, he, I will always draft Tyler if I have a if I have a choice. I think it's because he's seen my potential. Well, yeah, he knows he you're knows, good. Yeah. I'm not saying it's yeah. not has nothing to do with your I'm not saying it doesn't have a lot to do with your skill level. Yeah. But he also is like, you know, Tyler belongs. And then he he also just to be clear, he also walked up and down. This is one thing that I'll, I can't believe I'm going to say this respect about Connors. He walked up and down those tents in Challenger and he was lobbying for his guys. Mhm. That, you know, because he didn't have a challenger team this yeah. year, but he lobbied for Spencer Smith. Yeah. He lobbied for a lot of, for Todd Fott. He lobbied for a lot of these guys that Fo. he knows, Fott, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think he was probably a little bit high on his draft pick, so he was in a good yeah, mood. Just... He, felt, he felt great. <laughs> All he right. also told me he remembered our match at PPA Red Rock. We got, we got to get him in on the pod in person. Yeah, he remembered it, though. Okay. Every detail. He even told me what court it was on. So he knows he hooked me. <laughs> All right. Somebody we know asked, how many men drafted ahead of Ty have consistently beat him? 
13 no's. So I think they were saying that there was 13 people that got drafted ahead of me that consistently lose to me. I don't know what 13 people those are, but so you have a winning record some, against 13 males that were picked ahead of you. That's what it seems like. I don't know. I haven't fact checked that, but that's what that's kind of wild, dude. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's a very important stat. It is. And MLP is very interesting. I mean, I feel like I should have been drafted, but you honestly never know. Like you never know. You want to be drafted 48. You want to be drafted 47, 46, 45, 44, because you can always add value to teams. I can add value to Ben. I can add value to JW. But that's what I was just saying is I feel like there's a lot of players that I have personally, I've beaten. I have better records than in doubles, mixed doubles and singles. And they went way above me. Do you think that, um, for example, Julian, I, I mean, Julian's a great player. I've beaten him in singles. I've beaten him in mixed doubles. The last time I beat him in mixed doubles and I've beaten him in men's doubles too. And so do you think Ben would have taken you over Eric Lang if you were still there? If I was still there, I would think so, especially with my lefty combo. Yeah. Yeah. But say Connor goes AJ Kohler. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's you and Eric Lang sitting on the board. Mm-hmm. And Ben's the last pick. And Ben's the last pick. Yeah. I mean, he picked me last time. So I think Connor would have gone you and then Ben would have gone AJ. Yeah. So, but that, yeah. that is interesting. And I don't think it's only with me. I'm sure there's other people that are in the same situation where, I mean, for example, Callan Dawson, he's beaten a lot of these players. So there's something that these owners are thinking or they're not thinking yeah. that is making them want to draft the Julians, the Connor yeah. Garnett, who who was in Challenger and he got drafted fourth round. Yeah, yeah. which actually isn't too bad. Fourth, but Ra- Rafa, for example, Rafa, Rafa got third round. Yeah, Pablo, Pablo got third round. Third and round. He was yeah. in Challenger last, so yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, even female side, Tyra went third round. Yeah, Tyra went. Yeah, yeah. So okay, next guest. We love the one with uh, episode with Leia. By the way, she's fun. Um, we actually did another one with Tyra that'll probably be released in the next week or so. And then we got a couple more pros lined up. And then, like I said, we really want to get Pardo out here. So we'll see if, if there's that. anybody you guys want, let us know. Yeah. But, but I think, I think it's okay to, I think we have a couple, should we say who we have lined up? Sure. Um, I think we're going to have James Ignatowicz. So we're just working that out right now. And that is going to be fiery. An absolute treat. Um, and then I think we're gonna have Lucy Kovalova. As well. So Lucy withdrew from MLP draft. So I think we may get a candid Lucy on what she thinks about the picks. Okay. Um, there's a couple more. We're just going briefly through them. How do you feel about Susanna Barr not being in premier low key criminal? I actually agree. I, I, I like Susanna. I think she's quirky, but she's, she's good. And she's only been, she's actually been getting better on um, yeah. the past year. I think so too. I mean, I think the, that the gloves come off. Yeah, the glove came off and Susanna elevated her game. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's tough. I think Susanna over Rohrabacher made way too much sense. I mean, way too much sense. If you have Susanna playing with Zane. But not only Susanna, but Vivian was and, there too. Yeah, Vivian was there too. Jelly B was there. Yeah. I mean, say what you want, but she was there. Who? Jelly B, your uh, girl. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I think you Can, do. Cancel her. She tried Did, to cancel me. <laughs> Did the Premier and Challenger draft go the way you thought it would? I mean, to some extent. There were some random things or some weird things that I didn't agree with or whatever. But um, in the end, I think more or less it, it did go. Yeah, I think it went great. Yeah. 
Do you have any more footage from New York? Uh, we had quite a bit. Um, as always, I'm always having these ideas, wanting to do these things. And then when we get there, they never happen. Yeah. We had so much stuff planned and maybe- We wanted to go play on some courts and try and find- We actually saw some courts the first night. They were like legit, just straight concrete. Con- broken concrete. They weren't even full size and they had two nets. Yeah. And they were packed. And they were packed. It was wild. Like I couldn't believe how packed it was, but we didn't even know where we were. So I don't think how we could ever find them again. Yeah. How are you and Leia such good friends? I've been friends with Leia ever since she started for the most part. And, um, I I don't know. I just enjoy talking with her. So she has uh, some funny things to say and I I enjoy being around people who are funny sometimes. We're friends. You're not that funny. I'm pretty funny. Jimmy, do you think Riley being picked third overall was deserved? Yeah. I don't think that's a bad pick. I yeah. think that that's right. I where, mean, that's pretty, that's right where I'd expect Riley to go. Um, honestly, if Riley had gone second, it wouldn't have surprised me. Yeah. So yeah, not that I like him. I just think that it's also, I, mean, I hope he doesn't make a cringy video about him being picked third. Oh man. That dude has the worst videos on the internet. They're awful. So yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. Once again, thank you to our sponsors, Pickler Shop coming in hot with that title sponsorship. So we really appreciate it. Um, Check them out. It helps us. It helps them. And you're getting a great product. Use code KOTC at picklershop.com. Mod balls, you can't leave without them. Best thing out there. They're going to fill you up and feel you up. Do you like that? Oh, great feel. Okay, never mind. My mind went Jimmy, somewhere else. My mind went somewhere totally inappropriate. Keep going. Jimmy likes them with ice cream. Yeah. Uh, Crown Pickleball, we love them. And we actually got a message while we were we were recording this saying that they just got a new shipment in. And so go place your order for some balls. They're going to hold up. They're not going to break. Um, really good company, really good people. So check them out. Use code KOTC for some free shipping. And then last but not least, we got Vulcan Jimmy loves him some Vulcan. Hey, Vulcan sent me a package, by the way, of some stuff. Bro, I have it. It is wild. They hooked it up. So shout out Vulcan. Check them out. They got good products. They got really, come, really come innovative. Me. Let's play some games and you can try out a Vulcan. I think I have every Vulcan Most paddle Most of the people ever listening are not in Utah, so. Well, some of you are. Some of them are. Or Let's play at MLP. I think I'm going to be at all the MLPs. Yeah, we'll see. We've heard that one before. San Clemente, he was a no-show. Dude, I went to New York. But you also no-showed in San Clemente. Don't. You can't hold that over my head forever. Forgive and forget. Anyways, if there's any uh, pressing topics you guys would love us to discuss, drop them down low. If you could, make sure to give this a like, a follow, and share. It really helps us grow and get this content out there to new people. Yeah. Anything else, Jimmy? No, that's it. Long one as usual. Always, always goes over. Okay. All right. We'll see you. Thanks, guys.